we haven't seen yet in the press about drones being taken over and used maliciously or hijacked, etc. But my view is that that will probably happen and we'll get an extra focus, same way we did with WannaCry and that brought cyber to the uh, attention of everybody else. Hello there. Welcome back to the Cybersecurity Sessions, our regular podcast talking about all things cybersecurity with myself, Andy Still, CTO and co-founder of Metasea, the world's first fully agentless bot management product. Now, when we started this podcast, we wanted to try and talk about the full range of cybersecurity challenges from what people were actually facing in their everyday lives to do some more kind of geek outs about some of the emerging security challenges. And this episode is very much on the latter end of that spectrum. And when brainstorming for topics, this topic came up and I was immediately fascinated by it. And the topic we're going to try and cover off today is how we can effectively secure drones for their own protection and for the protection of others, which is something that's very new to me. It's very uh, cutting edge part of cybersecurity. So I'm very lucky to be joined today by a man who does know about this, Frank Morris, Head of Security Architecture at Capita. Frank, thanks very much for joining us today. You're welcome. Uh, could you quickly introduce yourself for our listeners? Yeah, sure thing. My name is Frank Morris. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm head of security architecture at Capita. I've been there for two years. Prior to that, I was uh, a consultant, cyber consultant for uh, one of the big, uh, well-known big four. Uh, so, um, and how did you get into the, the interest in the subject of drones then? It doesn't sound like something that's it part of your day-to-day -day. <laughs> no definitely not so what happened was um I, I i saw sort of drones as a sort of interesting subject and i i've i saw the, uh, you know some of these aerial videos and i thought wow that's amazing i want to try that and um it ended up with me trying to stick a camera to a model helicopter and failed dismally and then um I saw the DJI drones and I thought, oh, I'll buy myself one of those. And yeah, initially it was just interested in the photography side, the video videography side as well. And then I got interested in what's known as uh, first person view, FPV. And this is where you strap a camera to the quad and you basically fly it yourself fully on manually. And I also had a go at creating uh, my own sort of hexacopter as well, because my other interest is Raspberry Pis. So I built um, a hexacopter with a Raspberry Pi as the flight controller and suddenly realized that, hmm, the data links and everything else, this is, this is um, you know, this is a flying computer basically. And obviously with my background in cybersecurity, I went, how does one start looking at securing this? And Obviously, that was a few years back. Now we've got to the point where drones are more commonplace. And you start thinking, hmm, these could be used for malicious purposes as well. So that got me thinking, and it's it's something I've been interested in. I'm, you know, I've become a um, CAA certified um, commercial pilot for drones as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I do that. So I've done a small amount of work on the side. Uh, just don't tell my employee that. Yeah. And, um, now they're good with it. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, because I do the security for the day job, I'm always sort of looking at, mm, how would you use this to protect these drones? What can you do with them? So yeah, that, that's essentially how it all started. Excellent. Uh, so 
I guess there's a wide range of drones, aren't there, from kind of personal yeah. um, individual drones right up to military drones. And how does they, what, what's, what would you say was the current state of security was across the range of, of drone products that, that there are? Uh, very poor, I would say. It's, it's a fairly new up and coming market. Uh, I don't, I, I, you know, it's, it's, I, I equate them to IOT devices, you know, in, internet of things. They're still in their infancy. Um, you know, we, we, we've got a love hate as well with, between, um, the public and drones and whether they're useful or not, we've got a lot of FUD around some of the videos out there about what drones can do. Uh, just go and have a look at uh, YouTube for some of the uh, science fiction or maybe fiction that these things can do. Um, and yeah, the, the CAA are currently catching up as well. The CAA, I think it was back end of, yeah, about 12 months ago, uh, they started introducing information security into their documents. There's a document called CAP 722, which is um, what all the manned aircraft systems have to abide by. And that now mentions the security. And it's interesting as well that the CAA, they're also uh, releasing now um, a cyber assessment framework. So you can actually assess your drones against this to see how safe they are. But it, and it takes a, a very risk-based approach, uh, which is what CAA have done, tend to do anyway for normal flights. Um, but I still think it needs to mature in terms of the detail perhaps and understanding how we secure everything from, you know, the, the built drone, the hobbyist through to the, um, commercial side, although the commercial side, they probably, yeah, they do have more, uh, security surrounding their drones. So if you, um, start thinking of it just from the initially from the hobbyist, hobbyist yep. side, is this something that if you're buying a drone, you need to be thinking beyond mm -hmm. the levels of security that are put in place by the, the manufacturer, as in is, is this a, a serious concern that, that your drone could be taken over? Um, by a malicious actor, if 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 they put their mind to it, we've we've already seen that with the yeah. some of the DGI products in in fact that they can be hacked. Um, I th I think as a consumer, you know, um, hobbyist drone um, pilot, then I don't think you need to be as concerned. You know, the the CAA have a whole load of requirements about how far you can fly from people or uninvolved um, objects, etc. They they reduce the risk of these, uh, devices potentially being, um, taken over. And, you know, one of the things at the moment is the battery life, you know, that that's a limiting factor, especially, you know, for the smaller quads, um, battery life's getting better. You're now looking at well over 30 minutes for, uh, some of these DJI products, uh, for the FB one, the ones though, in comparison, um, they tend to be three, four minutes tops. So there's, you know, you can't really fly far with those and there's a lot of restrictions in place as well. So, you know, if, if they lose the signal, uh, the DJI products will return to home, um, which is typical of these sort of consumer drones. And you also get limited in how high and how far away you can fly them. So they've got these ideas around security and one of the 
things the CA are doing at the moment is, or have done, is they have restricted the weight and stuff as well. So the harm they can do as well is, uh, you know, less um, due to kinetic energy. Okay. So basically from a CAA point of view, what they're doing to mitigate the risk of, of the security of these drones is actually minimize the, the damage that can be done if, if control were to be lost. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, thinking about, you know, a few years ago, the entire of Gatwick being closed down because there was a drone. Allegedly. Allegedly flying in the, the areas. It would only take someone to be taking over a few drones to, to be imposing chaos. Exactly. Uh, those. I, 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 as other um, action being taken by the CIA to kind of prevent that from happening again? Yeah, so we're, we're now looking at things like um, all future drones will have um, beacons on. So the other aircraft can see them. Uh, you can see where they are, et cetera. And that, that's one area of doing. There's companies out there that are looking at anti-drone um, techniques, which, you know, if the drone comes within a certain distance of the airport or, you know, controlled airspace, it will stop it entering. Um, but, you know, for me, it's the, the more dangerous ones, I mean, is where you get the, we're now getting to a point where we're looking at using drones more commercially. We're looking at uh, using them for, well, I, I don't know if you've seen the, there's a recent article regarding the Orkney Islands where they're using it for um, delivering mail. And we've also seen use cases where they're used for uh, light displays at night, where you've got hundreds of drones. Now, for me, that started to represent more of a threat because it's not just one drone, it's many drones. And if you can take control of a swarm of drones, that's a lot more of an impact against infrastructure, people, you know, et cetera. Well, I mean, extraction is a very effective potential weapon. If oh, yes. Hundreds of drones under your, under your control. Yeah. Detect, stop, protect. That's Netasea's ethos when it comes to stopping bot attacks. And it should be your ethos, too. Because who has time to stop billions of automated threats? Netasea does, up to six times more effectively than the competition. Block bad bots for good. Visit netasea.com. When we were talking about the, the commercial drones, um, how is the level of security on those compared to obviously that you would expect it to be better than that in the hobbyists, but in your, in your experience, how is it? Uh, not much better. Uh, a lot of them aren't as robust, shall we say, as the commercial, uh, products out there. Uh, they're still made from hobbyist parts. And this is why I think the CIA have taken the step of sort of producing a cybersecurity oversight document, uh, a framework and sort of forcing companies to go down this route of, uh, looking at how they are protecting themselves against a cybersecurity attack. Okay. And from the point of view of companies, so, and we, we've heard a lot of, um, pardon the pun pilot schemes about <laughs> using drones as, um, delivery mechanisms. So the likes of Amazon yep. and. And other companies, you mentioned the one about the, the Royal Mail using them. Yeah. Uh, and in your experience or your knowledge, are the companies using this 
um, taking the security of the the drone itself seriously enough to to keep those those uh, services safe for for themselves and for others. I'll equate that to um, what we typically see in cybersecurity. Some companies are better than others. Um, as, as I said earlier, for me, this is still an immature area of growth. And we haven't seen yet in the press about, you know, drones being taken over and, um, you know, sort of used maliciously or hijacked, et cetera. But uh, again, my view is that that will probably happen and we'll get an extra focus, same way we did with WannaCry and that brought, you know, sort of cyber to the uh, attention of everybody else. But obviously danger is that um, with drones and being able to take them over, you've got something in the air that can potentially do a lot more damage. Yeah, I mean, that, that, what I thought it was... Oh. Interesting when I when I was thinking about this, the challenge of this for e-commerce type companies. Yep. Meaning, if there's any kind of fraudulent buying going on, the the high risk point for any anyone doing that is is there has to be at some point a handover of goods. Mm-hmm. And and generally speaking, when you're asking for a delivery, you know where that's going to go. So there's a point at which you can follow the person. Yep. So as soon as you've got a drone involved in that, you can essentially order. Order your image, your product to be delivered anywhere. You then hijack the drone and deliver that to a point at which is untraceable. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a whole, um, you know, new way of getting hold of the last point of the the high risk, um, large scale fraud that's going on. Yeah, so yep. it feels like it's a whole new avenue for for fraudsters. Um, and I was just um wondering how much that is a consideration for these companies who are running these um, pilot schemes of drone deliveries? So I'm, I'm currently working with a company called Skyfarer um, in Coventry. They, they are very concerned about this, and I've got a meeting next week with them to discuss that very subject. Um, not so much about the fraud, but how they do the o- overall security approach to stop these kind of attacks so that the likes of fraud can happen because what they are looking at doing is delivering uh, medicines. You know, um, they're looking at initially at the UK, but Africa is one of the other countries they're doing. And obviously, if you look at countries um, like wider Africa, then medicines are a item that are probably of high value to, um, other people, you know, worth, worth trying to hijack basically. So, you know, th- this is one of the things they're going to need to consider. Um, so yes, that, that's a conversation next week, but again, what I'll be talking about is, you know, this similarity between sort of drones and IOT devices. I mean, for me, as I say, I, I treat uh, drones as basically a computer in the sky. It's communicate. It's got its own sort of, you know, operating system. Uh, it's bootloader. Um, it still requires software updates and it has links back to a computer. Um, there's a protocol called Mavlink, which connects the, uh, drone typically with a computer backup base and provides telemetry, but you can also control um, the computer, the drone from the computer. And again, you think, okay, if I can take over that computer as well, or take over that link, that communications link, then you've got control of the drone completely. Yeah. And it's not, um, 
is that a connection that can be initiated from the computer or does it have to be initiated from the drone back to the computer? It's um, initiated by, it's, there's two, the telemetry di devices that you put on um, initiate the connection between them. It is encrypted, but my understanding is not that well. So again, th this is something that needs to be looked at in terms of, you know, is it going to be suitable? um long term uh and you know is it something that you need to you know consider likewise you can have wi-fi on the drones as well um one of the areas i considered you know doing a bit of testing in, um when i built that hexacopter was putting a wi-fi hotspot well um a um pineapple wi-fi pineapple which emulates other networks and the thought was, well, could we use that, put that near a building, you know, top floor with the execs and uh, capture all that information. So, you know, as I say, they, that's just from using it from a sort of pen testing point of view. Yeah. Um, but again, with the, I mentioned the drone swarms earlier, you've also got to look at machine to machine um, connections as well, because with the swarms, they have a certain amount of AI in them to know where they should be in relation to the others. So again, that needs to be secured as well. So it, it, you know, it, it's very much like the approach we take for IoT and, and general cybersecurity. You look at the different layers at different attack vectors at what can be done. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the swarm um, aspect is a really interesting or could, I mean, you could potentially take over a swarm there with one. Um, one rogue machine. Mm -hmm. Is that is that something that's theoretically possible? Um, theoretically, I've not looked into drones enough to comment on that. I'm afraid. Okay. So, I mean, I think if you were to give um, any pieces of advice to, particularly, I guess, um, companies looking to get into into this area, thinking of of trying drones for part of their business, um, and maybe slightly worried after this conversation, what would you, what piece of advice would you give them? So look at the CAA documents for a start. Um, you have, let me just get this, CAP 1753, CAP 1850, and CAP 1849, which are particularly good as a starting point. But in terms of the hardware and thinking about what you need to look at, um, OWASP do a internet of things security verification standard and a lot of the stuff in there can be applied to your drone ecosystem as you might want to call it um and if you look at all the areas within that that would give you a good idea of how to perform risk assessments how to look at your entire you know sort of drone infrastructure uh from a security perspective and look at how to uh mitigate the risk of it being compromised. Uh, IoT Security Foundations, another one, they do uh, a very good sort of framework for, you know, IoT in terms of how to secure it and what to consider. Uh, that's where I'd start. Okay. Um, and um, before, before we wind up, um, is there anything that you think the um, authorities should be doing at this point to to improve the general safety for drone operators and people in general in this area? 
I think, continue doing what they're doing. Uh, as I say, for, for me, the CAA are doing really well. They're getting involved with the NCSC. Um, they are working with the various, you know, sort of companies out there to further, you know, the maturity. And, you know, it's, I think it's, I like the CAA because they typically work in partnership with people and they are pushing this. And as I said, it's still immature, but it's heading in the right direction. So, you know, for me, it's any companies will need to be involved or people involved should read those documents or, you know, just find out what's going on or get in touch with me. Right. Thank you very much, Frank. Um, and thanks for sharing that. Hopefully everyone has found that as fascinating um, and in slightly worrying as um, I have today. Um, so thank you very much, Frank, for joining us today. Hopefully, You're welcome. Thank you. Hopefully everyone has enjoyed that. If you have, um, please subscribe, leave a review, and tune into our other um, editions of this show, um, or follow us at CyberSecPod on Twitter. Thank you very much, and we will see you back on the next edition of the Cybersecurity Section.